Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Sweaty Sash Podcast. My name is Callie. If you are new here, welcome. I am so glad you are here today. This is your go-to guide for all things health and wellness, motivation, self-care, just helping you live and be and thrive as your best, sweatiest self. As always, we start the episode off with the sweatiest moment of the week. Basically, this is just a moment of the week where I felt like I was really embodying my best, sweatiest self. And I share this with you, not to brag, but to inspire you to reflect on your life and see where you've really been shining lately. Because, you know, you gotta hype yourself up. You're your own hype woman man, whatever, whoever's listening to this, got to give yourself a little boost of love sometimes. And I think this is a great time to do it because when you sit back and think, how have I really been crushing it lately? You're like, oh my gosh, wait, like I literally did this and that. That's amazing and so impressive. I'm so proud of myself. So this week I actually recorded a podcast episode on, what day was that? Monday? Yes, on Monday that I was going to release on Tuesday. I was going to release several episodes for you guys this week because I started my Sweaty Love 14-Day Challenge. It is still going on and you can still get your guide. I'll link it below in the show notes. Basically, this is a challenge where you embody and embark on being your best sweatiest self and truly having a relationship where you love yourself. So every single day, you will receive a love a lust and a loyalty challenge. The love challenges are self-care challenges. So one of the days was build a vision board, which was so fun. I stay up until like one o'clock in the morning making mine and it's currently sitting right in front of me and it has been so inspiring whenever I'm doing work and whatnot, just looking up and going, that is what I want my life to become and that's what's going to happen. And the lust is lusting for yourself, not in the way like that, but in the way as in I'm going to journal, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to hype myself up, write myself a little Valentine's Day notes. So these this day you get journal prompts and different affirmations to write down and say to yourself. It's really fun. And then finally, loyalty is an exclusive Pilates workout that you get every single day. So that's been really cool as well. I've been fully doing my own workouts and I really love it. It's kind of cool just to do my own workouts and can kind of like see how it is from you guys, your guys' end of things and see what I can work on and what's good and going well. And honestly, it's it's nice just to like step back and do my own workouts. So yeah, that's been what is going on. So anyway, I was going to record this episode on Monday or I did record it and it was essentially, I was feeling so down you guys because I, my launch didn't really go as I'd hoped. I didn't make as many sales as I was hoping and I didn't reach as many people as I was hoping to reach with the guide because I put so much time and effort into this and I really wanted a lot of you guys to try it out and get this amazing experience because I put everything that I I, this really helped me grow and find love with myself and I wanted to share it with you so it did make me really sad and I recorded an episode kind of just like reflecting on it and kind of like I don't know I didn't post it because it kind of to me was a little depressing and the day after and the day after I was reflecting more and more on this and basically the sweatiest moment of the week for me was realizing that there is no way to fail you decide when you fail. 
and I decided that I had failed on my launch and that was making me in this really negative, sad headspace. And then now I'm like, I fully didn't fail. Like, I accomplished so much. I wrote a 60 plus page guide. It's beautiful. And the people that did get it, it's hopefully going to transform their lives. And end of the day, it's going to transform my life by doing it for me. So there is no failure there. And I only learned from it. I learned what I did right, what I did wrong, and how I can improve in the future. And this also applied to if you guys follow stocks and investing, I fully invested in the whole game stop thing and lost a bunch of money today and kind of sucked. But also I was like, hold up. I didn't fail though because I learned a ton about investing. So in the day, you can't freaking fail. You can only learn and you can only grow. When you fail, you decide you fail and you decide that there is no way to overcome it. So yes. (laughs) Anyway, that was the sweatiest moment of the week, which is having that realization and being so proud of myself for making this beautiful guide that I just worked my butt off on. And it's cool because it's kind of just the start. It is the start. And I'm really excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can make things happen. And I am going to make more happen for all of you. So stay tuned. And also, you guys, the guide is linked below. Not too late to get it. I seriously think you'll love it. Okay, we are going to move on. And I want today, I want to chat a little solo episode. I want to chat about several things. And the first one is I'm going to chat a little bit more about this whole like beating yourself up when you don't meet your expectations or other people's expectations. So it's going to be like a little quick topic because I think it's really important and applies to like every single one of us on this planet. And then I think it's really going to put things in perspective for you and give you some little reassurance about yourself. And then secondly, I want to share something that I don't really, I've shared a few times like briefly, but I want to share it on the podcast and it's about my fitness slash weight loss journey how I lost 10 pounds without even trying. (laughs) So, I mean, without like counting calories, doing all that stuff. And you guys are going to be shocked because, yeah. All right, we're going to get right into things. Fear. What is fear to you? What are you afraid of? Take like two seconds and the first thing that popped into your head, that's what you fear. One of the things you might fear. Now, I want you to quickly just take a second again. Think about that thing. Why does it scare you? For me, something I'm afraid of is embarrassment. So, example... This has been something I've been afraid of for actually quite a while, and I've been realizing that recently. So when I was a figure skater, I would be practicing, and basically the ice rink I skated at sometimes was in a mall. (laughs) Yes, in a mall, in Texas, in a mall. And a lot of just random people would come up to the rink, like the side of the rink, and just watch us skate. Which, I mean, it makes sense. People are in the mall. They see a figure skating session. Like, well, what do you expect? It's cool. And they would be recording, like, videos of us skating, which wasn't cool in my opinion. 
but they didn't really know anything better, I guess. And I was so, so scared to mess up. When I'd skate at this rink, I'd be so scared. Like, what if I fall? And so and so thinks, oh my gosh, she's like not a good skater. And I was just like so hyper obsessed with like what would someone else think about like my mistakes when in reality, no one cares. Like, you like think about it for a second think about the amount of times you are stressing about what that person's thinking about you but are you even thinking about that person what they're doing are they messing up no you if you do notice something that someone does wrong and you're being judgmental that probably lasts for like two seconds of your life like you don't dwell on that person's failures like if you're gonna be a judgy person like you're not gonna sit there and like talk about Sarah for like an hour plus every single day and make that your entire life purpose unless you're just a miserable awful human being then yeah and you're super insecure like I'm not going to be nice about that like if that's your life if you sit there scrolling through Instagram bashing other people for no reason like you need to reflect on your life like you need to reflect on like why you're doing that like are you jealous why is that person bringing out these awful like feelings in you and why are you saying that? That's a whole nother topic that we can fully get into. Because I used to do that. I used to judge people all the time. But point of the story being is that most of the time, people really don't spend that much time thinking about you. Like, not to make you feel bad, but it's the truth. Like, we're so obsessed with ourselves. We think about ourselves constantly. So if you're afraid of embarrassing yourself or having people think that your reputation is less than or that you aren't worthy or capable of doing this or that like chances are they're not even like really thinking about it even if okay like say you're interviewing for a job and I'll use myself as an example again so I was interviewing for a job at Royal Caribbean last year and I was going through this interview process for about let me think. I started interviewing in October and I stopped interviewing in March. Okay, so basically the way that it works at that company is you interview first with like the um whatever the recruiter and then if they like you you move on to the next round and it's like they try to have you interview with like a job position they think would be good for you at the company and then if you don't get that they'll try and find somewhere else for you in the company and they'll keep going you know it's like that and then eventually probably won't work out if it's not supposed to work out so I I interviewed at three different roles and every interview I was like oh my god I literally crushed that interview like I for sure got that position and sure enough I got denied and it was the final one. I was so, so close to getting it. And then COVID happened. I was on my final, I was going to go into the company like in, in person and present. And then COVID happened and the position was removed. But point is, point being here, whenever I was denied, I was like, oh, these people must have just thought I was like such a failure. And oh my goodness, like I, they just probably thought this and that was wrong with me. And all of this they probably just think I'm a horrible like candidate whatever and I would think awful thoughts about myself even though I had literally crushed the interview and I just wasn't the right person for it and 
I was being directed elsewhere in my life and I'm so grateful for how my life has played out and point being there is that when you're interviewing for a job you think that afterwards like they are like just thinking about you like how bad you were and all this stuff like that's why they denied you and you're just like oh I can't believe like you're like you let that person define your happiness and chances are they probably just like did the interview and either they were like this person just isn't the best fit or they just didn't like something was just someone else had a better thing about them that was better for the position than you like they're not really gonna like put a lot of emotions into it so end of the day like point being here is that half the time when you fail in your opinion a lot of it is you are failing because you make up scenarios in your head that are happening that are when that's they're happening when you fail and you're just making these scenarios so bad that you're making it feel worse like if I lose a if I lost a figure skiing competition I was like oh my goodness I failed but I was making this seem like oh woe was me I was terrible I'm a horrible skater they judges must have just thought this and that about me all this stuff when in reality I just needed to work on certain things and I just need to learn from it and grow like I'm just trying to say here that like a lot of our like fears about failure and about most things we heighten them we make them worse and as a result it holds us back from doing so many things in our life that we could be doing I'm not saying go out there and go clubbing during a pandemic because you aren't afraid of COVID. I'm not saying that. I think that's just stupidity. I'm saying that if you're afraid to start a business because you're scared it won't work out or you're scared X, Y, and Z people are going to judge you or text so-and-so that you are an idiot or whatever, you're making that scenario up in your head. You're holding yourself back because you're making up something that isn't real. End of the day, half the time when things actually do go wrong, they don't really go as wrong as we were thinking. Maybe they do. Maybe they do go so wrong. But we do tend to make scenarios up in our mind that are way worse than reality. Like, just look around where you are right now. Is there anything really going wrong in your space? Probably not. It's probably just very calm. So try to stay present grounded and learn from mistakes learn from moments where you don't meet the expectations you had for yourself and pivot and just grow okay I hope that really helps you because this is something I really struggled with for my entire life and I'm really starting to kind of have breakthroughs around it and I think that whenever you aren't scared you are just opening a whole new door for your life and it's going to be the coolest place to be ever for yourself. All right, we're going to move along and I want to share my fitness journey slash weight loss journey with you. If you follow me on YouTube, it's I'm sweaty and I know it. If you don't, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, I actually posted a while back my fitness journey on the platform and I wanted to kind of share like a little shorter version of it on here with you guys 
And I want to share it with you because every single person has a different journey and everyone's journey looks differently. Things work for other people that don't work for me or whoever. So don't compare my journey to yours to a T. I want you to learn from my journey and learn what I did right, learn what I did wrong. And hopefully you can apply this to your life in some way that's not like copying me because things I do probably won't work for you. You know, things I do will work for you. So just keep an open mind about this and I hope this can really motivate you to keep working at being your healthiest, best version. It all started in fifth grade. I had just moved from Canada to Texas and the move honestly put a lot of stress on my family. Moving countries is not easy and as a result, I ended up gaining some weight. But it wasn't that big of a deal. I'd always kind of struggled with weight as a kid. It wasn't like my mom was feeding me unhealthy foods. It was just kind of like my body composition. I was holding on to some baby fat and I always was never like the skinny kid, you know, but I was never like overweight. But anyway, fifth grade happened and I definitely gained a little bit of weight, nothing crazy. And I didn't really like think anything about it really in fifth grade to be completely honest with you but basically in fifth grade is when some of my health problems started and I think this does kind of come down to stress as I was stressed looking back on it just because like moving and changing environments changing schools it's a lot so I basically started getting really bad acid reflux if you don't know what that is it's a very sharp stabbing pain that goes from your belly up your esophagus which is right by your throat it's not cute and it's not comfy either this acid reflux basically happened whenever i would eat tomato products or a lot of fried foods a lot of fatty foods and the weirdest thing about it was that no medicine helped it like nothing it was all in what i was eating that basically affected it And I'd go to the ER, not the ER, I'd go to the urgent care and get shots in my literal butt to resolve the pain. And it just kind of got like super obnoxious and really hard to manage. And it only got worse as I got older. So fast forward a little bit, I was skating a lot in Houston and I definitely wish I'd shed all my like fifth grade pounds. I was a little twig training my butt off every single week and I was eating whatever I wanted besides tomatoes and overly fried foods, but I was not eating like I wasn't counting calories. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't worrying about what I was eating to say. Like I would go train for like three hours and I'd come out of training just like famished and so hungry. And I would eat like, I'd get like a massive Smoothie King peanut butter mood smoothie, a Parmesan pretzel, and then I'd go to Whole Foods to Hot Bar and get a massive plate of mac and cheese and all the goods. Like you get the gist. I wasn't, I didn't care and I was fine. Like I like, I was training so much. It didn't affect me whatsoever. I moved to Pittsburgh when I was my junior year of high school. This is when it started to get a little bit worse to say. So I moved to Pittsburgh and basically I definitely gained a little bit more weight. I think the moving just stress of everything really affected me and it 
on kind of like looking back on it like makes sense like moving was probably the hardest part of my life like I moved around a lot like I lived in Midland I was born in Midland Texas I moved to Canada I moved back to Texas I moved to Pittsburgh now I'm in Miami like been a lot I went to three different high schools in three years like changing schools in itself is very stressful as a kid and in Pittsburgh I had my skating coach tell me that I needed to lose weight in order to compete. She was very nice about it in the sense that she was like, look, like you are a very healthy woman, but for skating and competitive figure skating, like you do need to lose a little bit of weight. And it was very offensive to me. And I have had coaches tell me extremely offensive things in the past. I had a coach tell me that I looked like a chicken with my head cut off running around the ice after I did one of my programs, just like letting you know after that happened, she was no longer my coach, but coaches are pretty ruthless, and I didn't really like, I don't know, I didn't really like, it was very offensive, and it definitely affected me, because after that, I was a lot more conscious of what I was eating, and I kind of started to do juice cleanses, and I failed miserably at this, so okay, let me give you the whole rundown here, and you're gonna like probably laugh, because this is so, this is just so unfortunate, it was the day before some dance. I think it was a homecoming, maybe. And I really just wanted to like drop pounds quickly before the dance. And I decided to pick up a juice cleanse at the grocery store. So basically, I ended up accidentally doing a very short juice cleanse that was supposed to be very short over the span of multiple days. And I ended up accidentally starving myself which was so unhealthy and then I just ate it all back because to be completely honest that's what happens when you do just juice cleanse you drop weight fast and then you're so hungry and typically you'll just binge it all back that was the first time I really did a fad diet to say and as I went to college and kind of got even a little bit older I decided to try more fad diets, like I did keto for a month and literally destroyed my stomach. Like it was so bad. I I definitely saw results from it, but then also like I'm saying it was temporary and I ended up doing more harm than good for my body. Like I still have stomach problems to this day because of it and I can't have a lot of dairy because my stomach will freak out. So that was great i also tried paleo for a second um i tried what else i'm trying to think i've tried like the intermittent fasting stuff i've tried before which that's not like a fad diet but it's like a way of eating and i did actually i liked that over the summer but i don't really do it anymore um i did food combining but like I said before in past episodes, like to me, food combining is not a fad diet because you don't count the calories. I mean, it kind of is in a way because it is like kind of restrictive, but I, I liked it. It did help me. So like that's a good fad-ish diet if you like fad diets. I'm not promoting fad diets, but I did like that one. Anyway, so basically I was just kind of trying out all these little things, dipping my toes in the water like what kind of food eating habits would help me drop the weight not to mention I was doing a lot of HIIT workouts I was a big Orange Theory girl I hit up Orange Theory and then sleep for two hours after because I was literally exhausted and I would go running all the time my freshman year of college basically 
had to slow it all down because my knees were giving me crazy issues from skating and I had to start doing a lot of low impact workouts like bar and Pilates and essentially I have now just found my way. I took a nutrition class last semester that really just expanded my knowledge about eating and I started eating primarily plant-based in November and I've been doing that now. It's what, February? Obviously, I am, if you follow me on Instagram, I say I'm 80% plant-based and 20% not because I believe in giving your body what it wants and not always being super restrictive for yourself. Like I said, I do plant-based eating not because I want to restrict, but because I genuinely feel amazing when I do it. And kind of tying this all back to the acid reflux thing, I love it because it helps my acidity levels and it prevents my pain in my body, which I love that. Gives me more energy as well. So I've been doing gentle movements like walking, Pilates, bar, yoga, and I've also been eating this way and drinking a lot of water and cutting out a lot of alcohol. I really just drink wine sometimes on occasion and genuinely I just have felt incredible. Why am I telling you this? Okay. Over the course of all this time, I dropped 10 pounds, 10 pounds. And to be honest, I wasn't counting calories. I've gone through phases before where I count calories and don't count calories. I do have to say to me now, I if I did count calories, I would do it for maybe one to two days just to get an estimate of how many of the macros I'm getting, not to do it because of the numbers. Because I have done it before for a project and realized that I genuinely am eating enough calories, like the perfect amount just by intuitively listening to my body. I practice intuitive eating also. So I, I'm plant-based, primarily, primarily plant-based and eat intuitively. It is a dream combo, but for me it is. It may not be for you, but it is for me. I love it. And by doing that, I have lost weight because I'm listening to what I actually need, not all the time what my cravings are saying. Like if I want to like eat, a ton of ice cream, chocolate, all that stuff. I'll like kind of, first of all, I'll like be like, oh my gosh, I need this. But then I'll be like, wait, 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 wait. Why am I craving this? Oh, because I got five hours of sleep last night. I'm tired. What do I need to do? Take a power nap. I'll power nap and the cravings are gone. So that genuinely has helped me just so much is really listening to my bod. Like some days I need more food than other days. It all comes down to your energy levels, it all comes down to hormonal levels, it comes down to just a whole balance of different things. And the body is really complex. And that's what I mean by saying that the way I eat isn't always right for everyone else. It's definitely not right for everyone else. We're all bio individuals. We all need to eat different ways because we're all different and we're all unique. So that's why fad diets just aren't, you know, aren't my cup of tea. Because they're made for they're made for a mold and we all don't fit the mold perfectly. So that was my little secret sauce is finding something, a way of eating that I feel good doing. It isn't work for me and it makes eating a positive thing in my life. Okay, I want to now get into like the actual weight loss aspect of it. Why did I lose weight if I wasn't counting my calories religiously? I like, like I said, I don't count my calories. 
maybe I'll do it once every few months just to like get an estimate like I said but I don't count them and first of all I don't count them because one I'm lazy I don't want to pull out my phone every time I make a meal and two it just I've done it before and it's just so it gets obsessive you're like I told, I think I've posted, I've posted a TikTok of this where one time I was eating, I wanted a cookie so bad and I had 300 calories left to, of the day. And I fully called the cookie place and I was like, hey, how many calories are in your cookies? And they were like, we don't, we don't know. And I got so upset. Like I cried. I was like, cause I, I wanted the freaking cookie so bad, but I was like, then why can't they just tell me and that was that was a moment where I was like okay this is toxic like I'm literally crying over 300 calories so that that was the end of calorie counting for me and (laughs) so okay basically the way I've lost weight is so so simple it all comes down to your feels your body sends you constant signals we ignore half their body signals yeah, that eye twitch, that's your body signaling to you, I'm tired, or I'm dehydrated, or there's other reasons you could, your eye could be twitching, but those are the, like some of the main ones. That's a signal, it's telling you that. That stomach grumble, you're hungry, hello, you need to eat food. I don't know, I don't care what time of the day it is, <laughs> you need to eat food. So, just listening to what my body needs has been a game changer. Eating when I'm hungry stopping when I'm full, eating slowly, drinking a lot of water, two to three cups in the morning, right when you wake up. It's a game changer. Doing workouts that make me feel like so good afterwards, like you know when you're in that like zone after a workout or after something and you just are so calm and so relaxed. You feel like kind of tired but like in a very good way. That's what I mean by feel good after a workout, not, oh, my body hurts in like such a bad way. I'm exhausted. I just feel like I need to do that workout because that's what the world says I need to do. It's all down to doing things that click with your body. If high intensity workouts make you feel like I just described the good way that's it for you that's the one but if it's not if it's if it's making you feel like eh that's not it keep looking you can find something that works for you everyone has something that works for them so that really has been my secret sauce I don't even count I don't even track my weight I don't weigh myself I'll weigh myself like I said on occasion like I'll count calories on occasion And it's funny when I step on the scale, half the time it's like the same number, just a few numbers off, but I look entirely different. It all comes down to just there's so many factors to weight. Like people are like, oh, I lost so much weight, but other people are also like, I didn't lose any weight. And both people look entirely different. Your body just, it can shift around, you know, like it's like my body has changed so much since in high school just from treating it right and doing things that make you happy and maybe I'm not like super super like I've lost like 50 pounds or something like 10 pounds is like a good amount but like I did it without thinking about it I did it I lost the weight 
by listening to myself. I didn't look, I didn't listen to the numbers. I listened to myself. I listened to what I needed. I listened to what my body craves. I listened to how much sleep I needed. I listened to what stresses me out. I cut it out. The stress, oh my gosh, you guys. Inflammation is a huge factor of weight gain. Your body puffs up literally when it's inflamed. When you're bloated, it's, it's, it can be inflammation. Like stress. Have you ever noticed when you're really stressed, you get really bloated sometimes? It's literally causing inflammation in your body. And when I've worked on the meditation stuff, all this calm stuff, like calm workouts, everything, eating food without my technology, work, like that's obviously a struggle. Sometimes I eat food and I'm scrolling Instagram, but I've been working lately on eating food without anything in front of me. And when I'm calm and at peace, the inflammation just, it doesn't happen. And that really does help with weight loss. So end of the day, you got to shift that mindset of yours around Stop focusing on the numbers. Stop focusing so much on the actual weight loss. Instead, focus on what is going to make you feel so good. Like, what is going to make you want to get out of bed in the morning and go do? Like, think about it. What's going to make your life fun and exciting? Like, my health and wellness is genuinely fun and exciting for me because it's something that makes me just feel incredible doing. My body craves it. I'm addicted to literally doing things that make me feel good. And that is the secret, you guys. I can't even tell you enough. And also, end of the day, if you are lost, like so lost, like you don't know what is right for your body in terms of eating food, I really recommend you go to a nutritionist. In fact, I want to go to a nutritionist really soon just to get like a good little kind of like lowdown of what I need to be eating more of and all that like no shame in going to one it's really important that we make sure we're getting the right nutrients and amounts of all this different foods because you can have so much harm if you're not in your body and never be embarrassed to get help they literally like they literally major in this major because they want to help other people and they want to teach them all these knowledge all this knowledge help their lives so don't be ever be embarrassed to talk to anyone a therapist nutritionist a coach, anyone. You can also message me. I mean, I'm not a nutritionist, but you can message me about inspiration, motivation, whatever. Any fitness questions. But yeah. So that's kind of the journey and honestly it's still going. Like every day changes. You can't stay in the same way of living your whole life. You gotta evolve and change to grow into our best selves. So that's currently where I'm at my fitness journey. It's gonna be interesting to see where I am several years down the line who knows maybe we'll be doing hit workouts you never know because your body constantly is changing and likes new things all the time gotta keep an open mind all right you guys well that is that for the episode i really hope you took away a lot from this and found inspiration motivation and loved the episode let me know in my comments of the sweaty sash or slide into my dms on my main account i'm sweaty and i know it let me know how you liked this episode any topic requests you have any guests you want me to invite on the show let me know your feedback is so incredibly helpful and i love it so much i love hearing from you and keep it coming all right beautifuls have a great rest of your day stay sweaty and keep being your best sweatiest self ever. Bye!
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.